This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today I sat down and talked to Carla Rossio. Carla is super passionate about health and wellness. Uh, she, she had some things at a younger age that happened in her life that made her uh, realize that her health and her wellness is important so that she has the ability to focus on these other areas. So we get into that. Uh, we talk about, again, health, wellness. Uh, she went to a wellness way school so she can help people out in that endeavor and that pursuit. Um, and also just threw a bunch of questions at her that I've thought of just through the years. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed this one. I hope you guys do as well. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Carla, thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored, actually, because I've heard a lot about you, Logan. Yeah. Um, first off, from my coworker, Molly, really sweet girl, and she just told me how um, great you were to work with for their real estate transaction. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then since then, your name keeps popping up about the podcasts that you do and mm-hmm. how interested people have been by the topics that you've covered and the people that you've interviewed. And then most recently, our son, Devin, is now in the real estate business. Mm -hmm. And he's really enjoyed having you um, as a friend and mentor, working with him as he's new to the real estate. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And and with Devin, like trying to help him out or help anybody new out in that world, there's something where I'm curious if you can relate to this. You've been in something, I've only been in it for three and a half years. I have a, a loads to learn, but you've been in something and you've been through the initial learning phases. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to see somebody new and almost live through them because it's a, it's a big change. It's an exciting thing. Yeah. And even put yourself back in those shoes and try to help them. I don't know. There's something about that that's fun and exciting, but do you feel the same way? Have you, yeah. Have you been through something, see somebody else entering that journey and get really excited and want to help them out. Yeah, definitely. Although I think the journeys I've been through, um, some of the most instrumental ones have been ones that people don't want to find themselves in. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm, maybe we'll touch on that in a little bit. I'm really excited to talk today because to me, I think it's hugely beneficial to always improve, right? Work on yourself Mm -hmm. in any area of life. You can financial health, wellness, relationships, um, doesn't matter what it is. And for me, I feel as though like my health, wellness, diet, that's like my big last frontier. I've got a ton of work in every area, but uh-huh. I'm saying that's probably where I can use the biggest help. Right. So I'm excited for that for uh-huh. me just to learn from this yeah. conversation. Right. Yeah. But you said that a lot of people that, well, that's interesting. The journeys you've been through, a lot of people don't want to because they're too intense or, or what do you mean? Yeah, they're, um, well, I guess really big trials, um, Part of our story is kind of from the loss of our son. Mm-hmm. And so going through grief um, and then me now understanding how important it is to when you are grieving that your physical health should be in a better place 
because then it maybe could help you to be able to grieve in a healthier way. Okay. So I believe that um, after we lost our son, I had two biggest prayers and they were both granted that we would, for one, grieve in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And then number two, that Steve and I, our marriage would be able to withstand the loss of a child because unfortunately, statistically, it's a really high percentage of marriages don't don't make it through the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. It's a really sensitive topic, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And Devin had told me the story. I'm a parent of three little ones and and not to, I struggle in this spot, even just knowing of where to go or how to go or how to say it, but just my heart feels for you guys to have Mm -hmm. gone through that. Right. Um, I can't imagine, like you said, you're grieving and, and can you, can your, your marriage withstand that? Can you withstand that? Mm-hmm. And there's something about it. Like you said, statistically, it doesn't happen or, or it can be very tough and very trying. It's trying on families, extended families. Um, I've seen people go through it where it can not tear them apart, but put a big hole. Right. And not for any specific reason, other than it's just, you're going to a, a crazy place, right? I right. mean, a difficult place, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, but there's something that I, 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 I listen to and talk to them probably too much talk about him too much on here potentially although he's informed a lot of what i think about is jordan peterson are you familiar with him the psychologist out of of, out of canada i don't think i've heard his um super engaging he's got Mm -hmm. different i could give a big spiel on him but either way a psychologist uh, has written many books he's a a very very interesting person to listen to he like has all kinds of lectures on youtube and whatever else but he always talks about how like on a psychology level or on a, mm-hmm. an emotional level, like being intentional and I don't know, I don't quite know how to say it, but like there's something about focusing on working on yourself mm-hmm. that by it'll take you to a dark place, but out of the other side, you come back a bigger and stronger person. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and the same is true potentially what you're saying there, like you, the things that have informed you and the things that you've been through, they brought you to this uh-huh. hell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you come out the other side, uh, right. a better person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. more empathetic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. More understanding. Yeah. Is there, is there truth to that? Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think even just our perspective <clears throat> that we take on in life, it's kind of like we typically don't major on minor things yeah. at all. Because next to the death of a child, like seriously, is there anything, you know, greater than that? So um, when small challenges happen, it's just small challenges. And we can kind of just go through those effortlessly because we've experienced bigger things. So um, also just with the death of a child, our faith was very important. We have the hope of reuniting again. Mm -hmm. And then we also um, knew that everyone has their day, their days are numbered Mm -hmm. and his were as well. So we were able to find a peace initially right away in that, Mm -hmm. both of those things. So, um, but I just like didn't realize that for health and wellness, how important that could have been. Mm -hmm. Um, So possibly then a number of years later when I had a health crisis and the medical couldn't give me any answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fortunately I had already been a little bit more familiar with more natural and alternative ways. Um, primarily from like, I, I'd say it started off way back from both of uh, my grandparents, 
my grandpa on my dad's side Mm -hmm. taught us a lot about um, different things. Like one of his favorite things to do with us when we were a child child was reflexology. He would have us give him our foot and he would tell us like, where on the foot is matched to where on our body and he would give us foot massages and then my grammy on my mom's side um always had the prevention books and she was always looking up natural remedies for everything okay so i always found that super fascinating that she always had an answer for every little ailment with a natural remedy right with your with your grandparents mm-hmm. that knew that was that something they learned growing up or yeah. is that t- things at that time like in the what what year would this have been when you were a kid and they were um, probably in the seventies okay. is when I was yeah and yeah I'm not quite sure if it was you know typically what they would have learned growing up or were they just curious and they started to kind of learn that themselves as well right right because with that there, it seems like around this whole conversation about health wellness mm-hmm. food whatever else there's a there's a thousand components of it, but one component is almost like, let's eat how we used to eat, right? Right, I mean, let's get rid of processed sugars. Mm -hmm. Let's not eat with seed oils. There's all these things. But so I was curious if their knowledge comes from like, hey, we've done this for a thousand years. Right. Or is it more of like they were looking into it? And you're not quite sure if it was like current things they were looking into or... Yeah, I'm not okay. quite sure, although that was probably around the time when um, man started creating too many processed things and maybe they were just trying to go against the grain For sure. <laughs> and right. not embrace that as, you know, like a lot of the American diet went. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but out of the huge trial that we just discussed, right, mm-hmm. of losing your, your child, he- yeah. the health was a way for you to be able to grieve because you didn't have to focus on the health side of things or your body wasn't working on the, on the, does that question make sense? Or like, how did that initially inspire the the health and wellness, the, that side of things? Um, I think I was just feeling like I had such a insurmountable thing to try to work through Mm -hmm. with grief that I needed to try to be nourished as well as I can to go through that kind of a thing. Right. Um, so I probably became more mindful of what we were eating and um, trying to be a little more mindful of trying to not live too much of a toxic lifestyle and keep toxins out of the home. Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of a gradual pers- procession from there. Mm-hmm. But then um, a number of years later, I actually ended up with my own health crisis and it turned out that it was mercury poisoning mm. from my silver color dental fillings. Okay. And so then um, in order to heal from that, I had to definitely work on my own physical health. Yeah. Um, and in, I just, from that point on, I just never had white sugar, white flour. I knew my body had a lot of work to do, but I knew also knew that we were we're created to heal Mm -hmm. as long as we're giving it the right, you know, things. Right. So, um, I totally just like embraced any kind of books, um, practitioners. Our area has a number of uh, wonderful people to work with. Mm -hmm. I can't say definitively what worked well. Um, I kind of have tried it all, but I've learned a lot in the process. And so then, um, I always felt that there was like a missing link to my healing from that. Okay. And it was probably um, just only about four years ago that I started to hear like on social media, these live um, 
Facebook Lives and just live interviews with a doctor from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. It was Dr. Patrick Flynn. He's the founder of The Wellness Way. Yep. And so um, when he started to explain what their approach is and how they do a lot of testing and not guessing, Mm -hmm. I was always realizing that that is the missing package that Mm -hmm. I've kind of been looking for. Like, wouldn't there be anyone out there that um, does testing and can kind of follow you clinically, but yet then their method and their approach is using nutritional changes and then liquid herbs and supplements all, you know, all from the ground Mm -hmm. as healing remedies. And so um, I started really following closely how it was that him and all of his doctors treat people. Right. And then I was, we were able to actually go down and listen to a talk that he did, um, my husband and I. And when we listened to the talk, I was like, this is what I've been searching for, Hmm. for my own healing from the mercury poisoning for all these years. Right. So. Isn't it kind of cool how you can have, because like health, wellness, you said you tried Mm -hmm. a bunch of different things, you've been through it all and you've learned a lot. Isn't it neat how you can have your whole life almost lead up to this point? Do you feel that way? Like you had 20 years, you've you've been through these things that went, down here now this is a huge part of your life you're reading about it then you finally see this thing or again the wellness way and it just like that's it that's crazy Mm -hmm. i think that's a pretty powerful thing yeah yeah um but so thinking about that you went down seen this talk i have a bunch of technical questions and i know there's a bunch of rabbit holes we can go down but i want to try to save them and more focus on what was the timeline like for you so actually even before the wellness way those first however many years that you were working on it was it that you would try the whole 30, you would try this, you would try that. Is that what you're talking about? You tried all kinds of things or what um, you... I just made sure that I stayed connected to like different ones that were helpful to me, um, whether it be chiropractic, homeopathic, um, definitely nutritional, clean eating, okay. um, supplements, any chance I got to, you know, try IV nutrition, just like mm-hmm. a lot of different fun things. And so I can't say like specifically this worked and that worked and that should be the path for another person because right. I feel like we're all individuals yeah. and what works for one is not always going to work for someone else. Yeah. Um, but then that's where I think like the wellness way comes in. It's like we recognize how much everyone is an individual and that's why we want to do testing so that we can just kind of get to the root of what might be causing um, issues in a person. And typically it's inflammation and inflammation leads to disease. But then it's like, what are the triggers that create that inflammation Mm -hmm. and it's basically what the wellness way calls the three t's trauma toxins and thoughts okay so then we work to try to remedy those three things okay so i'm passively familiar with the wellness way and that Mm -hmm. structure Mm -hmm. my wife is a personal trainer focuses on pre and postnatal uh, clients where you're working from an exercise perspective, but through that world, she's probably been the one that's most informed me on, again, sugars and this and that, Mm -hmm. and, and, and what you're eating and what you're drinking, how it affects you. Mm -hmm. Uh, my sister and, and, and different relatives are into it as well. My wife's gone to a wellness way affiliate, gotten tested for allergies, stuff like that. So familiar from like a total outside perspective. Um, and I have an appreciation from it mm-hmm. through that perspective. But I guess my question, and I didn't realize the the inflammation side, which is huge, right? right. It can come from trauma and thoughts as well. That was not something mm-hmm. I was aware of. How does that 
work on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely trauma, just like any kind of injuries throughout your life. Okay. You're, you're then, saying physical trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not yeah. like a, Hey, I had a traumatic. Well, and then emotional traumas. Okay. Yeah. So then that's where I think back to like the grief that we've had to go through, you right. know, is that settled inside me somewhere? Sure. That just kind of keeps me from reaching vibrant health that I would, you know, desire. Okay. So, and then thoughts. Um, a lot of times people are giving themselves negative self-talk mm-hmm. and um, that can be very damaging to the body as well. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's so many layers to that too. Just thinking about that. So the the thoughts portion is what you're eating in the diet that you have. Does that have a huge impact on your it seems like a, a no-brainer, like on your mental health, right? Oh, on your, sure. on your, or at least your ability to maintain it if other things are in order. Yeah, for yeah. sure, because there's such a correlation between your gut and your brain. Okay. And if anything is out of, out of balance or messed up in the gut, or if you have an underlying infection, um, just a bacterial imbalance, it can, you know, definitely affect then the brain and mental health as well. Okay, um, and then you mentioned emotional trauma and do you, are you holding a, a trauma within you? Do you know, do they, do they have a way to test for that? Or like, do you as a person have a way to like work, th- work through that and know if that's the case or how does that play out? Do you know? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I, there it's very individual as well. Okay. So not necessarily as far as a test test, Sure. but I think as when a person starts to become, um, starts to just feel better sure. as they've made necessary diet changes or use support with liquid herbs or supplements, mm-hmm. um, then when they become, when they start to feel better, they're going to be less likely to be dealing in a negative way with emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, and I want to keep going on the path, but I want to just let you know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. The, my current thought process is, is that, and, and tons of room to grow. Right. Um, and, and actually my wife and I are doing a thing right now called the 75 hard. Are you familiar with that? I am familiar with have, it. Have you done yeah. it? I have not, but my daughter's tried to encourage me to. She's okay. done it. I think, at, I think she might be on her second time right now. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're on day 60 or okay. something like that. I'm oh, not wow. sure. Good um, job. And it's been, we got three little ones. It's a, it's a grind for mm-hmm. sure. Like we've had to like revolve our life around it almost, mm-hmm. but we've eliminated more or less eliminated sugar, pop, juice, bread, Right. And, sure. and it's unbelievable how much better I feel, right? Mm-hmm. More energy. I've lost a decent amount of weight. Awesome. Like it's, it's, yeah. and then also the, it's really about a mental, uh, excuse me, a mental toughness is the whole sure. goal mm-hmm. of it's 1130. I'm tired. Just got the kids in bed, but I still got to do a workout and yeah. it's, you go and you do it. And then at the end of it all, you're like, Hey, that wasn't too bad. And look yeah. at that. Right. But anyways, so I, I, I absolutely see the value in everything. And, and, and again, introduced through a lot of health, wellness, diet things through my wife where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm familiar with, again, we're going to drink a Zevia over drinking a, a Coke or whatever oh, else. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but I have this thing, this conflicting thing inside of me. And is it, is it again, this typical modern American thought versus this more of a, a engaged, informed health wellness approach, but where I struggle with to know what to believe and what to do. Even like you think about all the, every argument you have, mm-hmm. there's a counter argument and it's just as strong. And I just, I struggle with that. Like even like thinking about organic versus unorganic. And I know that's its own topic, sure. but I've seen marketing where organic is worse because they need to use 20 times the amount of the copper they're using or what, whatever it is. I don't know enough about it other than I'm like, who do you know how 
to believe. Mm -hmm. How do you know what to believe? Right. For sure. So I'm in the mode where I'm like, I hear somebody saying, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how, how do I know what, where to go? So does the wellness way have a, I guess that's the thing is the testing, right? Or what's the, what's the, if, if you, do you have like a golden answer to that? Like, how do you know what to believe? Who do you know what to believe? Cause there's arguments for everything. Well, they definitely, they, the company has done their research okay. and they, they have just, you know, like very high quality third party tested products themselves mm. that they carry. And then they also, um, teach people to look into the dirty dozen. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. My sister-in-law was just talking about the um, environmental working group each year and they do the testing. So I guess it's just, you know, whether you want to believe then what they come up with, but they always put out um, the dirty dozen in the clean 15 for each year. And it shows you like the clean 15, like which conventional fruits and vegetables would be possibly clean enough that they shouldn't contain high levels of pesticides. And then the dirty dozen would, would be the 12, um, fruits and vegetables that you for sure should try to be sure to get organic or from your farmer's market. So that, because those are the ones that would have the higher amounts of pesticides. Okay. And that changes from year to year due to different regulations or something like that? I'm not sure why it changes. I'm sure I've heard why it changes from year to year, but. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, this is kind of a rabbit hole, but is there, is there behind the scenes stuff again in the, say the organic versus the unorganic? And again, maybe that's the answer, the clean versus the not right. The dirty dozen Mm -hmm. and the clean 15. Um, cause isn't there a thing where organic can be bad? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with that other than I just struggle to know with what to believe, but maybe that's it. Finding a source that you trust right? and looking into it and doing your own Mm -hmm. research versus me. So far it's been a passive Mm -hmm. glance at something, right? I've never dove deep into Uh what it is. Yeah. And that's why, um, I like that, especially now here in the summertime, we have all the farmers markets and we have the local farmers that work so hard and then they bring and sell, you know, what they're, they harvest. And so we have the opportunity to get from our local community, Mm -hmm. lots of great fruits and vegetables, um, farm products, things that they've grown. So we can definitely trust that those farmers have done a better job growing and, and planting and um, harvesting their crops for us all. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's an answer too, right? Be more connected to where your food right. comes from. Mm-hmm. Right. And even that's actually part of the, uh, the, the hunting world that I'm engaged in, right? Is sure. that you, it's a, as close as you can get to food to table, right? right. Or I mean, a field to table, however you want to put sure. it, like, you know, directly where that food yeah. came from. Yeah. And there's a, uh, something powerful about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, for you, the, you talked about, you can't necessarily point out what did work, but you can probably point to what does not work, right? Like you're eating well, you Mm -hmm. drink that Coke and you're like, that is clearly not right Mm -hmm. for me. Right. Do you have some of those moments or, or, or or even things that you've learned? Like clearly I have to stay away from this. Well, now I just, um, kind of follow more of what comes up on my testing. Okay. So like every year now I get my food allergies tested and it's tested using my blood. Right. So then it'll show which foods, um, my body is finding inflammatory. Okay. Mm-hmm. And can you overcome that? Meaning can you, you're allergic to eggs, but through diligence, you can become not allergic to eggs. Yeah. Your allergy list can definitely change. And it's based more on then, um, once you figure out what ones are creating inflammation for you, mm-hmm. what you're allergic to, then when you work hard to kind of heal up your gut, mm-hmm. 
then your allergies can change. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, slightly familiar. There's a, do you do diligent work or as a person, like, is it good to do diligent work through like your, what's the word, your gut biome, right? The bacteria, mm -hmm. yeah. healthy bacteria versus unhealthy bacteria. Yeah. And what does that entail? Is it drinking probiotic drinks or something like that? Or, I mean, obviously there's a, that's a loaded question too. Yeah. But. Again, it can be different from everyone for everyone. Okay. Um, cause then we, we go further with testing as well. Sure. And the reason I'm saying we is, um, I didn't get to the point where oh, yeah. the wellness yeah. way, um, offers an online Academy Yeah. and it just started in March of 2020. Yeah. And I was very blessed to be able to be one of their first, um, part of their first class. Yeah. So for the whole year, ironically, it was the two weeks weeks after COVID started right. that, um, or two weeks later, COVID began and, um, I had just joined the wellness way Academy mm -hmm. and all we did was study the human body, hmm. the immune system, um, basically to know where your immune system's at. And then you don't have to fear viruses and things like that. So sure. it was just, um, some incredible learning with some of the wellness way doctors as our instructors. So it was a year-long um, process, mm -hmm. and basically they came to the point where they realized that you don't necessarily have to be a doctor to learn the testing and all about the supplements and the liquid herbs um, and how to read the tests. And so they put it out there that this academy can actually be for anybody who just has a passion to learn and to learn more about the body, how the body works, and then to have access to all of the testing that they offer. And um, so I was just really fortunate to be able to go through that entire program. I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I try to listen to and learn as much as I can. I continue to listen to all the doctors anytime they're putting out like a Facebook Live or a video um, I'm listening to those just continuing to learn mm -hmm. because there is so much to learn but yet it's very rewarding because I've been able to work with a number of people yeah. and guide them kind of more like a tour guide sure. and have clients that I can work with to um, help them overcome or find answers for maybe some it's basically giving people a glimmer of hope Right. And anytime I find someone that feels like they just have exhausted almost all avenues mm -hmm. and their doctors aren't coming up with answers for them, maybe they're just trying to band-aid that it with different, you know, protocols, which, which is what the doctors, you know, learn, mm -hmm. um, the medications to kind of help with the symptoms and stuff. 
um, I'm able to give them a glimmer of hope that if they found a Wellness Way doctor or Wellness Way clinic near them, or even called any of them because they all work remotely as well, right. um, or reach out to me, I can guide them and try to help give them some answers. And it's kind of more about planting seeds also, yeah. because not everyone is ready to make, you know, a dive in or make a change at that point, but at least they know that the option is there. For sure. Okay. And yeah. So thank you for dealing with my barrage of uh, very loaded questions that I think about where I just, yeah. I struggle with them because I don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. So anyways, thanks for, and not that you always say, Hey, I have the answers, but you've been through this, you've been through a lot of it. So just curious to get your mm-hmm. perspective on some of that, but the, the wellness way school that you went through, mm-hmm. did you feel like, okay, the initial talk that you went to was like, yes, this is it. Right. Did it feel that way through the class as well like you were covering things that like this all makes sense yes absolutely in fact i would just get goosebumps that i had this opportunity to learn this yeah because it's like i've kind of always thought or i feel like it was just putting together a lot of missing links or puzzle pieces for me Mm -hmm. so it was just some really incredible learning there's some they're just amazing doctors in what they know and how well they understand the immune system and then how well they um, understand things like hormones and female health Um, it's just to me they're just incredible because um, their testimonies I mean anybody can go online and just start watching video after video of wellness way testimonies Mm -hmm. So, so I think it's pretty powerful that you, well, I guess let me get your, your perspective. Did you go through that school and did you have a way different perspective on it going through it two years ago or a year ago versus when you were 22 or something like that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you've been through the things that you've been Mm -hmm. through and because this has been such a huge part of your world, all the puzzle pieces feel like they're already almost together. Right. Right. It's just a matter of getting this one little link. Okay. Now it's connected. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that way? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like a lifetime of experiences that led you to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just kind of like validated everything. It's like I had been getting piece by piece just, you know, back in the day, just starting my research back when computers were you know dial up and i was trying to like you know search out health things and do self-diagnosing and things like that so it's just kind of like finally it's like validating all this stuff that i've like gotten links and pieces and heard this doctor talk about or this expert or um unfortunately a lot of times people will um, say that call some of these doctors quacks because mm-hmm. they don't line up with the you know conventional um, medicine and it's like no those are the doctors the ones sure. that you know are actually the ones that have researched certain things for years you know like especially some of the ones that knew about mercury toxicity right. and mercury poisoning poisoning which I dealt with right. it's like I almost had to find doctors that have been labeled quack doctors right. to um get my healing yeah and yet they're experts on this and they do know how dangerous it can be for a person's health and they did validate that you know what i was going through was definitely mercury poisoning so hmm. okay yeah that's interesting the uh i just talked to uh, the podcast released today uh sean mcbride the, he's an anesthesiologist but he was talking about how uh the gentleman who invented the MRI okay. uh, was a quack, right? Okay. I mean, they, yeah, 
came out with this technology and it's like magnets around people and like unbelievable. No, anyways, and I, I'm mixing up my exact stories, but there was another piece of technology as well mm-hmm. that somebody came out with. And maybe even the anesthesiologist site, I can't recall for sure. I should go back and listen to it. But either way, anybody who is on the edge of their place, meaning mm-hmm. not on the edge of a, a left, right, center, but sure. I mean on the edge of what's known and not known, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, discovery. Mm-hmm they could be having the the biggest invention known to man, right? The biggest right. impact, yeah. but they're labeled as a quack. And one of them it was shut down, probably lost his license, eventually ended up in a psych ward. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just belittled, right? right? How do you counteract that? Mm-hmm. I don't know that you have to, yeah. but it's for sure a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're not sticking within what's normal and right. ordinary, you're going to get shut down by the, the rest of the world that wants yeah. to be status quo. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. So that's why it's good to be keep an open mind and always be, you know, yeah, learning. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and again, you talked about, the, I mean, that's what this podcast is, is about, right? Of really just honing in on one specific thing, even potentially. Mm-hmm. And that can be as specific as your doctors with mercury poisoning. Like this mm-hmm. is what they're really into that side of things mm-hmm. or for you on the health and wellness. I'm curious, you really, even pre-wellness way, there's something you thought about, you read about, you tried a bunch of things was that new to you to be that curious? Actually, you said that before you got on, you've always been curious. So I I guess that answers my question there. Did you have other areas of your life that you were similarly curious in growing up or before this? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was a huge reader growing up, so I always wanted to read. I would read, you know, the encyclopedias just to learn things. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved always knowing like what's behind the next corner or, um, my dad was like that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, always trying to figure out, you know, how can I make something better? Mm-hmm. Um, I would see him oftentimes taking things that were poorly made and just reinforcing them to make them better. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, um, I've been in a family that just kind of always has been curious to know, can something be better? Okay. Cause there is a, potentially two different ways, right? You could have somebody who is super engaged in something, but they're engaged in it because of this life experience. Mm-hmm. And it, it's still true for you, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that their foundation may not have come from a very curious and, and researching type place. Whereas you could have somebody that that's a trend in their entire life. Uh-huh. And then the life experiences bring them down this, right. not that one is better than the other. So I'm sure. just curious for you, if you've, you had that in other areas too, yeah. it sounds like you have. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I think, um, I was thankful that I was curious Yeah, and I was, uh, especially like say back when we lost our son, like right away, I was like, okay, grief. Now this is something new. I yeah. haven't been to it through it at all. Not through this magnitude. That's for sure. Right. So it's like, where are the books that I can read? Yeah. And so I started reading through books. And as you read, when, as I read through books regarding grief or the loss of a child, then it would validate my feelings and yeah. where I'm at or where I was, you know, what, what stage we we're at. So, um, definitely it's always been kind of a, a way that I would process things is like, now I need to learn about this. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. It's interesting, hey, because you can't even necessarily control in your life what that thing will be. Right. Mm-hmm. What that thing that you're super engaged in is. Like, you can't help but look into it. But it also, because you're that way, it gives you the the push and the desire to look into it and, and find out more. But to me, it gives you answers. Like, when I'm struggling with something, yeah. if I can look into it and research it, mm-hmm. 
it gives me context, gives me answers, gives me words that I can't put either, either I can't come up with the words myself or, and then it gives a context or it's just validates. Like you said, right. somebody else is going through the same things. I know yeah. how I feel, but somebody else is doing that as well. Right. And here's a very research way. And like, yes, this makes sense. Yes, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it maybe puts you at peace with whatever you're struggling with at that yeah. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, but w with the, the wellness way side of things, um, you can help people like people can reach out to you you'll help facilitate as far as testing and, and looking into things like that or how does that work yeah for you? i can okay. offer that to people um definitely okay. um, people can reach out to me and i can help to guide them um to see if they're ready to you know take the wellness way journey or mm -hmm. if they're um if they're not from around here if they're, they're trying to find a clinic um, I can't even count the numerous people that I've been able to send um, when they need a glimmer of hope yeah. to a wellness way clinic near them. Right, right. I would say it's in the hundreds, but I've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of very thankful people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is do you have an end goal with it? Like, would that be the ideal thing is where you are working with people and helping them see the things that you've seen, like you said, give them glimmers of hopes? Um, not that you have to define it, but do you have a place that you'd like to end up with it in that world? The health wellness from a business or an operational standpoint? Um, right now, I just, we're in a season where just about all our children are grown and gone. Okay. So I'm fortunate to just kind of be able to keep it as my own business and keep it a flexible schedule. Mm -hmm. So then that way, Steve and I can hopefully like have our schedules kind of meld together sure. so we can still spend as much time together as a husband and wife, um, especially now that we're ent entering that empty nest, mm -hmm. um, which came way faster than I ever expected it to. But right. we're thankful um, that all of our kids are in a good place and that um, we enjoy to spending time with each other as much as we do. Okay. Uh, and I do think there's something sweet about that, of like of just keeping it mm -hmm. at a schedule that fits your world right uh -huh. because you could be prone to maybe go too far and and tip the scales where it doesn't fit but it's hey I'm, i really like this but right. having some ability to hold back from yeah from doing that i think is pretty cool but um yeah so with uh yeah i'm just thinking about that and 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 also even tying it right back into the fact that you did research it did you have a lot of through the years can you point to some of the books that really did shift or really confirm what you were thinking about outside of the wellness way even uh, um i know definitely um as soon as we discovered that what it was that i was dealing with was mercury okay. poisoning um the book the whole body dentistry okay. was really helpful it was very informative it's well written and it's written by a dentist um, mark briner from connecticut okay um that definitely has been helpful to me um and then just um oh goodness <laughs> i've read so many books i can't even begin to i most recently um a book that i think would be helpful for anybody in any relationship especially marriage relationships and i like to try to get it to people when they be get engaged or married newly married is um the book i disagree huh. by dr patrick flynn okay and um it's just a really excellent well-written book um that became an international bestseller as soon as it was released a few years three years ago i believe okay and what's it about it's um basically about um a husband like well relationships but then um kind of more about from a 
hormone connection approach. And so I think what's really neat is the way he brings about, um, because he has such a great understanding of female hormones Mm -hmm. and female health, he um, tries to encourage like men to understand that they've basically married um, a woman that's like four different people okay. because of their cycle and the way the female hormones work. Mm-hmm. And so I think the better understanding a man has for what a woman goes through, hmm. then it just kind of makes um, a greater appreciation for like who they are, what they go through on a monthly basis, why it's happening, and um, just have greater respect for each other that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would like to read that yeah. for sure. I'll get you um, one. Okay. I've always got extras on hand. <laughs> Just because, yeah, the, uh, I mean, I married three little ones at home. Sure. And obviously I think for any marriage, right, you always want to be working on oh, it. Oh, for and sure. Absolutely. Being the best partner that you can and tons mm-hmm. of room to grow for sure. Yep. But uh, a lot of what this podcast is about is the psychology, right? Mm-hmm. It, just because it's what I'm interested in, right? Like what has this journey meant for you, but also diving into that kind of stuff, relationships and how that plays out. And we talked about relationships with uh, losing a child and how that can be really tough on family members and spouses and whatever else. There's so much, I don't know, to me, that's just been so powerful to learn things that give you insight to how does this affect this person or why, why did I do things this way? Or why do I react this way? Or why does... Or, or what can I do to help this person? I don't know even what I'm trying to say sometimes other than even that, the thought of that book to me is just super engaging. Uh, I think it's potentially humorous, right? Like the, the, uh, the funny components of the relationship of a husband and wife, right? Where mm-hmm. like, I'm almost sometimes analytical where it's like, Hey, that, that'd be sweet because now I would know the four ways my wife are. And all I got to do for, is figure out which person are you right now plug in x y and z and we're good to go right yep. it's probably not that well it can be dry, almost but... that cookie cutter once you do learn about it okay the uh huh, okay yeah i'll have to <laughs> well i was looking at that but no things like well and it, it's far off from that but my wife and i have talked about love languages right are you familiar yep. with them that's a great book um mm-hmm. i never read the book but okay. familiar with the concepts and watched sure. videos on it and we found i was just talking about this with somebody the other day is like hers is quality time yeah mine is words mm-hmm. all she has to do is say you're the best and i'm good to go right yeah, like for sure whereas and in the, in the way that you have it that's how you show it mm-hmm. so i try to tell her she's the best mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that much right. right yeah whereas it's quality time for her so i for sure whenever we're struggling as a couple sure we have, I have to sit down and like, Hey, it's like something's not working here. Yeah. It always comes back to quality time for mm-hmm. her. Right. Uh, anyways, I think having that insight yeah. of how does this work on a hormonal level? I think it would uh-huh. be pretty yeah. powerful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I like that you brought up the five love languages because I think that that's a book everyone should read. And I'm glad that we read it a little bit early on yeah. in our marriage when it was probably first released actually. And then, um, being able to identify each of our children's love languages Mm. and hopefully try to meet them at, you know, whatever their love language was. And I often wondered, like, as I read that book, like, I wonder if this is kind of where like a black sheep in a family sometimes comes about Yeah, because like if the parents were really good at showing love in a certain couple different ways Mm -hmm. and maybe the other one, a couple ways, what if that one child, you know, I mean, that does happen in families that there ends up being, a black sheep and I often have wondered, I wonder if that one child had a different love language and it just was never really met that way. Yeah. I wouldn't be, yeah, that t- totally makes sense for mm-hmm. sure. Do you, I have 
our, our daughter's four, our son is two, and our new daughter is three months old. So I'm right in the thick of things there. How did you find out their love languages? Does it become obvious? It does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How? Just in the way they um, react to what you're... And a lot of times it's kind of like the way they're showing you love oh, okay. is like the way they, the love that they need. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you were able to able to find that out and um, as, as much as you could, right? I think as much as we could. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. There's some that kind of made, make me wonder, you know, if it could be a few different ways. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, to me, and you talked about that, finding that early on, we've found different financial things to follow early on too, that I think right. hugely improved our marriage, right? Sure. From Absolutely. a communication perspective, yeah. right? Whatever else. It sometimes is like you think tying this in for you with again, your, your health, wellness, whatever else is like, you sometimes have the feeling of, I can't even imagine life without this. Mm-hmm. And if only other people knew, right. Right. For like sure. if only you could feel the yeah. power of yeah. what this is. Yeah. But at the same time, people, you've only got so much energy and time. Right. Still doesn't negate the fact that everybody should know how to eat well and exercise and whatever else, but it's still, it's hard to get everybody on the same page. Of right. Yeah. That, but I don't know where to go with that other than I think that ties back into all this. Like, yeah, being curious, right? Mm-hmm. Open, yeah. open to change, sure. open to the fact that your current thought structure isn't right. necessarily well the or, end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, serving yeah. you well for sure. But sure. yeah, do you feel yeah. that way? Like if yeah, only I, I could get you I to just think. think there's so many tools out there. Like when I hear about young couples struggling in marriage or something like that, I just think, oh man, there's so many great tools, especially mm-hmm. now right. with the internet, you know? And I'm like, I'm glad that we made that a priority in the beginning to yeah. learn, you know, we read a lot of the different books, the um, love and respect, the men are from Mars, women are from Venus, just like there's so many great tools. You right. don't have to struggle, you know, right. you can learn more about each other and how to best um, best meet each other's needs. So, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's never, uh, to me, the answer is you will have issues. Mm-hmm. You're going to oh, fight. Sure. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to not understand each other. Right. You're going to go through periods mm-hmm. and seasons and whatever else where things aren't working that well, but you have a foundation, you have the tools, you have the ability to say, mm-hmm. Hey, we need to fix this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine yeah, again? It, and it's never a judgment of we're better than anybody. Right. right? But sure. it's just like, you just feel like you wish you could, cause there's people that have lived their entire life mm-hmm. or go through entire marriages and never approach any of these subjects. Right. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, here's a question. Do you think that person, for you and I, we're curious, right? right? Mm-hmm. We struggle. If something's not working, we want to ask why, 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 right. why, why? Yeah. The person who never has that conversation and never looks into that, do they not struggle with it just because they're a different personality? Or do they struggle with it? They just somehow have never been able to open their mind to thinking in a different light. That's a good question. Because picture yourself, right? With the the inquisitive nature that you have, mm-hmm. could you could you comprehend a life where you I, I, the the question is easily the answer, but like comprehend a life where you just ate sh- uh, coke and pizza and whatever, never looked into your relationships, never looked into how your kids. Uh, it feels like it'd be turmoil. And maybe feeling lousy day in and day out. Yeah. And not having the motivation to change that. Yeah. Or look for answers to how to feel better. Right. Right. So 
I, I, but I still, I don't even know how to answer, ask the question necessarily, but the person who, again, not a judgment, but there are people who never look into any of it. Mm-hmm. Is it, I just can't figure, I, I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Is it, is it truly that they think in such a different way that there's, they're just going to deal with the struggle and head, go head first, or is it that they're not inquisitive or is it truly that they just never had somebody open their mind to it? I don't even know how to ask that question, but that's powerful to think about. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, unless they've just totally adopted the complacency lifestyle Mm -hmm. and just want to go through life that way. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But is there sometimes a, there are extremes, right? Right. Where you can take things too seriously and be too oh, worried about sure. it, where your stress is too high and you're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to eat perfect and you're going to do this, you're going to yeah. do that, but you're going to be stressed out and not be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know what I mean? Stress is going to be a bad thing, whatever else. So there's extremes where you want to try to find a balance, but man, I'd rather, I, I've said this all the time on here. I'd rather flirt with that edge extreme of being more inquisitive, more researching, more asking why, 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 mm-hmm maybe that's just because how I am. Right. I don't know. Cause I think there is some beauty in just relaxing and not worrying about it, but maybe some of those things are the tools that allow you to do that while feeling good. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Fun stuff to think about. Thought provoking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. No. And again, just thinking about the, when I first started this podcast, my questions were, early on, I thought to myself, cause I'm talking about mule deer hunting, right. And, right. and how I really engage in it and I'm super passionate and, mm-hmm. I, and I think a lot about what does it mean to, for me and why, and, and, and what is it on a grand scale and think about all these things. And then I would ask somebody, do you think about these kind of things for whatever you're into? And they're like, no, I just enjoy the act and almost jealous of that person. Like okay. that'd be fun to just enjoy the act. Right. Uh-huh. But at the same time, not jealous because I enjoy thinking about all the other things, sure. but realizing there's just there's just spectrums of people, right? Mm-hmm. And and some might be prone to analyze it. Yeah. And and there's potential downfalls of that. Um, and some might be prone to just more enjoy it and mm-hmm. appreciate it. And I guess I've found an appreciation for both sides, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I do think, and, and again, maybe it's because I am that way. I, I enjoy going through this process mm-hmm. even and having people tell me like, Hey, you know what? You, you've made me start thinking about some of this stuff and am I being intentional with my, you know, relationships, food, diet, right. whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, so finding beauty in both. Right. For sure. But I think having the ability to open your mind to mm-hmm. looking into other things. Do you have, when you're, okay, there's a thing like you, you've researched this stuff, you know, this stuff to the, to the 10th degree do you have to like hold yourself back in a setting where you are seeing somebody drink Coke and eat a pizza? Uh, is that oh. quite, I mean, yeah, um, can you, I, I, to... I guess I always have to just bring myself back to like, this has been a long process for me okay. to understand, you know, health at this level, um, how our body works, how, um, it's been a long process. So someone who's drinking a Coke right. and not choosing a Zevia, which would be a healthier mm-hmm. cola, Zevia cola for them. Right. Um, that's, they're just, that's where they're at right now. Yeah. And either they feel great drinking that Coke or they 
feel lousy on a daily basis because of that Coke, but mm-hmm. they haven't yet recognized that it might be the Coke, sure. <laughs> the too much sugar on a daily basis that's doing that to them. Right. So um, I guess I don't necessarily feel like I have to hold back. I just, um, I just recognize that I can plant seeds. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not ever that friend that's too overwhelming right. with my information, mm-hmm. but yet um I want to share enough information so that they know that they can come to me when they are at a point where they are ready to receive it. Right. Right. Cause that's something again is, is you can almost, you can be too intense, not you personally, mm-hmm. but I'm saying a person can sure. be right. Where the message you're delivering is clearly right. Mm-hmm. You're obviously super passionate about it. Right. But then the person is not open to receiving that message yet. So like you said, right. I, I think about that from a, like more of a, a subtle, mm-hmm. subtle approach. Um, but also you maybe have to turn certain parts of your brain off at times, right? Not necessarily, but like you said, finding a way to be subtle about it and not in your face, sure. like you need to make this change right now. Right. Um, but have you found, have you found it to be pretty powerful the, for the people that you have impacted and, and taught through some of that stuff? That's pretty rewarding. Very. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what does that look like? I mean, on all extremes, meaning you have somebody who has totally you know, knows nothing about it and you can help them work them through. And then also somebody who's in the middle of the road and help them even go further yet. Or what is a, what has that transformation been on average or for, for, for a lot of people? And what is the feedback that you get back from it? Um, well, it, it's been different, like, I guess with almost each person. Okay. Um, some people, thought that they like some young girls that I'm thinking of that I've worked with and tried to guide them. Um, they thought they had to be sick and in bed for two days every month in pain, curled up. And my heart broke knowing that that's what they've been going through already for sometimes a couple of years, having to call in sick for work. And it's like, just because that's common or people think it is, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, see what we can do. Let's get you tested. Let's see what your hormones look like. And let's get you some support so that doesn't have to be your monthly um pattern mm-hmm. month after month after month. And then just within a couple months time to get feedback or messages or texts saying that I can't believe it. You know, this month came and went and I had zero pain. I didn't have to spend 48 hours in bed. I didn't have to take a day off from work. So that is huge, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, But there is a thing to, or like, have you had, uh, for me, I've had moments of my life where I did not eat well. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you don't know, like you're going through life kind of groggy. Mm-hmm you don't know that that's not normal. Right. right. And then you, you have to eat well, you have to exercise to get to the point where, okay, I feel good. Now I'm going to eat this bad thing. And like, Oh man, that was not good. Right. right. So you have to get to the point where sure. you can feel healthier and then yeah. feel it. Um, but so for me, that's been powerful to, to feel the health, even doing the 75 hard right now, like my exercises, I can go harder. I can push harder. I can, you know, from day to day, I feel better mm-hmm. that uh, eventually I'm going to have the Coke and the pizza. Uh, okay. I'm going to enjoy that. Even though, again, I, I guarantee the moment I do, it's going to be like, that's why you don't eat this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's power in it. And I think again, from a, on a personal level, that's probably been my biggest, biggest hole. So that's why I was excited to, yeah, chat with you. But do you have like university, you talked about like, Hey, you test for, 
um, allergies, right? Stay away from this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. But do you, it, there must be universal things that you're, you could pretty much apply to everybody. Again, avoid the processed sugar, stuff like that. Do you have big things that you would on a general level advise for everybody? Uh, and again, that's a loaded question because everybody is different, right? But mm -hmm. is there big picture things definitely that definitely reduce sugar intake okay it's huge and especially for men because men don't realize that their um, testosterone does not have to drop as they age mm -hmm. but because of their sugar sugar intake it will mm -hmm. cause it to and then they lose drive motivation um, and so even at a very young age um, unfortunately in America the way that young men are eating on a daily basis with just those pops and monsters and red bulls and stuff like that that's actually you know sucking that out of them mm -hmm. and if it lowers their t testosterone then it's going to lower their drive and motivation just to be like good employees even sure so definitely cutting out the processed things the sugar and just finding you know just eating things that are just plants meat mm -hmm. you know good wholesome hopefully um like beef that's from grass-fed um grass-finished so that it doesn't contain the hormones and the antibiotics right mm -hmm. uh, but then to flour like a gluten right that's a even if you're not allergic to it right. it can be an inflammatory sure. thing right yeah um is it pretty much universally good to stay away from that if you can it, you know? They found it to be, and unfortunately, it might be just the way that the wheat has been processed through the years, the way it's grown and processed and then sprayed with pesticides. Okay. So I think a lot of times people are like wondering, why is allergies all of a sudden become such a big thing? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just what's happened to our food, our, you know, food over the years. And then couple that with what um the toxic life that people are living and just all the toxins that are in their home um whether it's the cleaning products or um they're just everywhere there we live in a toxic world mm. and it's getting worse and worse right right so what about screens does wellness way talk about screen time phones yeah, oh and for sure whatever else and how mm -hmm. does that come into play do they what's their uh perspective or advice with that they've done a lot of um put out a lot of information on just EMF, like dirty pollution, okay. which is like from Wi-Fi and um, the 5G towers and your phones and how they shouldn't be in your bedroom at night and different things that people just don't even think about. And they'll plug it in and have their phones um, by them while they're sleeping. Right. And, um, or they'll leave their Wi-Fi on at night when they could unplug it. Yeah. Um, or unfortunately some people live right near um cell phone towers mm -hmm. and so that's called you know dirty electricity and it's um becoming greater and greater right so and what does that do to a person do you know or what's the downfall of it it drains um your own energy inside your system okay and um a lot of people like keep their phones on them mm -hmm. um in a pocket or close to their body and it shouldn't be like near um small babies um there's a lot of research out there if people wanted to go down that rabbit sure. trail too sure mm -hmm. okay uh but then even tying it into outside of like the the that component of it but mm -hmm. screen time from a uh like a brain activity mm -hmm perspective right and a sleep thing like isn't it really bad to be on your screens for the last couple yeah, hours just before all the bed? stimulating and then the blue light and yeah, yeah. 
computers. Right. It's just good to let it go, close it down, and um, and get good night's sleep, and then get up in the morning, look out at the horizon for the sunshine, mm-hmm. um, for melatonin. But there's so many simple things we can do on a daily basis, you know? Right. But what about for you? For me, the my struggle, and it goes back to this obsessed podcast, right? But is is if I have a bag of chips and I'm hungry, I can eat the entire bag of chips, uh-huh. right? Control, right? Uh, as well as the, yeah, like I'm talking about the addictive personality, right? Where like you want the thing, you want to eat a lot of it. You want to enjoy a lot of it. How do you overcome the, cause I know right now, not to a perfect T, but I know how, I mean, even based on my wife and I've been for the last 60 days, how I feel great, how I should be eating. Mm -hmm. But I told you, I still want to enjoy the Coke and the pizza. Right. But how do you overcome the, like the mental, cause it's work Uh to eat well. How do you overcome the. You to, uh, I guess I'm asking you many layers to many questions, but is it that your why is big enough and you understand it? But how do you overcome the ability to not crave the thing that you know that is bad for you? Or do you just enjoy it occasionally? Or I think eventually you don't even have the craving for okay. things that are bad for you. Yeah. But um, also we pretty much can find a swap for everything. Sure. Okay. So if you enjoy, you know, say Oreos, mm-hmm. for instance, you can find a cleaner version of an Oreo cookie. Sure. So... Okay. There's a lot of um, just a swap, basically, for just about everything. Okay. If you liked Hershey bars, you could find a cleaner version of a chocolate bar to make your s'more with, mm-hmm. with a gluten-free graham cracker. Right. And um, it can be like, say, the Who brand, the HU um, brand of chocolate is sure. a good chocolate for you. It's actually good for your body. Okay. Um, okay. Th- I like that answer because I've had success with that. We're not eating bread, but we had some gluten-free pizza mm-hmm. um and enjoyed it yeah my wife right. and i said actually th- this is almost better than the real stuff mm-hmm. um and again talking we talked about zevias right right like i enjoy the heck out of a zevia to me uh-huh. it's 95 percent a pop and i bet you if i had a coke right now i'd probably say you know what actually i'd rather have the the zevia just because it's what you're used to right. and you know that it's obviously a lot better for you um so yeah i could see that mm-hmm. whereas a year ago or two years ago i don't think i would have truly appreciated that sure yeah so that's the answer. Hey, a swap. You don't ever get to the point where, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get to the point where you're uh, just totally craving it and missing it. Can't wait to have this unhealthy thing. Like, you know why it's good for you and you can find things that you can enjoy within that structure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, definitely. That's where I'm at. Right. Um, maybe not everyone in my family yeah. yet, but um, I like to provide swaps for them. Mm-hmm. So then they start to enjoy the healthier version of things that they used to enjoy. Right, right. So one one of our recent family get-togethers we had, uh, again, these are conversations that I've got relatives and stuff sure. that I'll do. But anyways, they're all had this cake and, or pie as a Thanksgiving or something like that. And then one of the ladies who made the pie was telling all her friends, like, this is uh, gluten-free, sugar-free, carb-free, whatever else. And one of the guys from the living room chirped in and taste-free. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's kind of this thing where it's like you want the the, again the bad for you with the sugar whatever Mm -hmm. else but you do get to the point where if you're eating right the taste free thing actually starts to taste really good and you won't recognize it as a taste free right right (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's again where i like to it's funny to poke holes in the not poke holes but make fun of what is actually honestly the Mm -hmm. the correct way and the right way right but yeah yeah, I feel like, again, I've uh, focused a lot of this on things that I've been working on or, mm-hmm. or even thinking about and like, 
almost posing it to you as like, yeah, like you need to answer this. And again, you, like you said, it's, it's different for everybody. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but do you have th- like a current focus? Like I feel like within, within everything, it feels like you can go at each given time. You got different things you're working on. Do you have things like right now that you're actively working on or learning on that you're focused on right now within that whole world? Um, I just want to get better at, um, recognizing like what's good for what. Okay. So basically I have a whole list of, um, supplements, liquid herbs, different mushrooms, things like that, that are so good for people. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know which, like what ones to suggest to which people for what needs and be able to explain to them why I'm suggesting those ones. Okay. That's kind of your thing you're working on. Right. Yep. Right right now. now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what is that? Just research, finding just out blueberries research. do this for this right. and yeah, okay. just research yeah. and then keeping good notes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And what about the, uh, like the serve mentality? Does that apply to all this? Like you want to share, you want to share your, the message, like mm-hmm. right. The, the, the ability to feel better, to eat right. better, to give somebody a glimmer of hope. But do you also have this thing where it's rewarding to just help people and serve people? Yeah. Whatever that might look mm-hmm. like. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cause it feels like there's a thing that's a common trend for me that I've found through this podcast is mm-hmm. people are very engaged in the activity itself, mm-hmm. right? The, the eating well, the, yeah. the testing, but eventually can become a thing where it's more about the people. Uh-huh. Maybe, and maybe it's like that from the start. I don't know, but I, I think it can be a, a tipping scale where, yeah, at first it is more of the technical mm-hmm. side of things. Cause you're working on yourself, mm-hmm. you're helping people on sure. it, but eventually it becomes, yeah, just, yeah people themselves yeah definitely because you just want to give people hope you want to give families hope you want to give um parents that are exasperated with maybe their uh, child with like behavioral Mm -hmm. issues and they think that you know um they are trying so hard to figure out like um what kind of discipline the child needs or whatever and it's like wait wait hold on have you stopped to think about what might be going on inside that child yeah you know we could do some testing to try to figure out if that child's actually acting out because they've got a little bit more going on yeah because um sometimes just making nutritional changes with a child it can be huge in their behavior changes right so i I just hate to see exasperated people basically. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to give them hope that, you know, what they're feeling or if they're in a lot of pain or if their um, mental health feels real fragile, you just want to give them hope that there's p- others that have been there before. Right. And there is, you know, hope that that doesn't have to be their reality forever. Yeah. Right. And it's crazy how much the entire, again, we talked about, yeah, like that again. The, the the diet side of things, just like you said, with sure. the young kid, plays into everything. Yeah, their emotional state, sure. their yeah, their physical, every bit of it. It's yeah. all connected, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be really excited to hear and know about the uh, like the emotional, and then the, and the mind, the thought process, work that goes on. Do you know, like Dr. Patrick Flynn? Does he, if he's that's a component of it. Right. And you said you don't necessarily have a way to test it, but is, is he more engaged in the like physical testing stuff like that? Or is there a, a whole branch that's about like the, uh, we talked about the emotional trauma and the thought food thought connection or whatever else is, did you learn a lot about that? 
or, or is he engaged in that? Do you know? I'm trying to think now that you're asking that question, I'm trying to think of different um, ways that that they work with patients in that in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it comes down to more of the physical, and a lot of them are like chiropractors, so structural is a huge thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically cleaning up gut health then improves brain health. Right. So then the emotional factor and improves as well. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So it's, it's not a, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. More of the physical side will improve the other side, which is what we said sure. earlier, yeah. but mm-hmm. I was wondering if there was uh, again, cause part of what, yeah, I just said about this podcast, a lot of it I'm interested in is the psychology sure. in the, in the back end, whatever else. So I was curious if there was ways that they were able to help somebody in that realm, maybe. And again, it is right. Indirectly. Mm-hmm. It's a byproduct of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But is there anything we didn't cover? Like anything that you wished we would have talked about or a question that I should have asked you? Not that I'm really thinking. I mean, we okay. we touched on a number of different things from different avenues. So right. I think when it's all said and done, a lot of it's kind of covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, again, I appreciate your, even, even your patience through some of the, the, the questions there, because like I said, food for me, it feels like a lot of areas of life. There's pretty concrete answers. Right. Right. Yeah. Food doesn't feel that way, mm-hmm. even though for you, it probably does. Right. But I'm yeah. saying for your average person and I'm putting myself in that sure. category, it doesn't feel like there's just straight, clear answers. It feels like there's a hundred different things to listen to. There's sure. always a counter argument. Mm-hmm. One week chocolate's good for you. The next it's bad for you. Right. One week milk is good for you. The next it's bad mm-hmm. for you. So I, I do like the answer of test mm-hmm. and then see how it makes you feel. Right. Right. Um, but other than, so anyways, I, I threw a bunch of loaded questions at you. So I appreciate you being willing to answer them knowing that they're loaded questions, but uh-huh. yeah. So this was fun. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks yeah. for hopping on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Always, always uh, fun to get together with people and, and talk, especially about wellness and yeah. Yeah. And if somebody did want to get in touch with you mm-hmm. just for advice or directions mm-hmm. or even to work directly with you, is there a good way, place to find you to, um, to reach they out? They could take a peek at a website. I have a, not a lot of content on it yet, but, um, it's superior way to wellness. Okay. And, um, they would be able to reach me that way or um, just call my phone. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. They could. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Carla. Okay. Appreciate thank you. it. Thanks, Logan. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.